The Planted Mindset podcast is sponsored by Sassy 10, a new online fitness and nutrition program designed specifically for you if you're a menopausal mum who feels like your body of your 20s is a distant memory. You've lost your energy, motivation, but most of all, your sparkle. During your journey, you'll be supported, listened to, held accountable, motivated and re-energized to transform not only your body, but your mindset too. You'll be given everything you need to sculpt a stronger, sexier you in just 10 weeks to regain your sassy. Follow Sassy in 10 on Instagram and find out more by clicking on the link in the bio or hit the link in the show notes to start today. The hardest part is starting, but you'll be so glad you did. Welcome to the Planted Mindset podcast and episode 41, where I am joined by a naturopath, Ryan Bennett. He is also a plant-based anxiety coach. He specializes in these modalities along with breath work to help people restore their nervous system, heal their gut, but also nourish and embrace their true self. So I'm really looking forward to asking Ryan some questions around obviously the usual uh, markers of sleep and nutrition and the gut, but how they can manifest um, negatively uh, through um, anxiety, you know, what actually happens when people are suffering? What does he do? Some tips and some tricks um, that he can share with us to help us be our best selves. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Planted Mindset podcast and now to episode 41. I'm delighted to welcome Ryan Bennett to the episode and the show. Um, whilst I will do a, an intro, I would like Ryan to introduce himself in his own words. So welcome, Ryan. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Um, so yeah, my name's Ryan. Um, I'm a plant-based naturopath and breathwork facilitator. And um, yeah, I'm, I work predominantly with people overcome anxiety, heal their gut, um, overcome fatigue. Um, and just like, yeah, really holistically all about getting to the root cause. So it's all about treating the person. I am really fascinated and excited. I've got so many questions and I have to keep them limited. But um, you, you mentioned there obviously about anxiety. And I, I know one of the biggest factors that can exacerbate anxiety is sleep so um, could you actually zoom in on this but not from a point of view of anxiety but but how it actually affects your gut which may be interesting to people because then we'll move into how then the gut affects the brain yeah definitely so you could look at it both ways sleep affects the gut and the gut affects sleep as well um, so sleep's obviously one of the most important aspects when it comes to looking at wealth, um, sorry, health in general, right? Um, we all want to be getting between seven and a half to eight hours of sleep every single night, and that's going to differ person to person. Um, and if we're not getting enough sleep, um, well, specifically when it does point to anxiety, people, there's actually a 30% increase of the prevalence of anxiety in those who don't get enough sleep. So if you're having these feelings of anxiety, you're not getting enough, and you're not getting enough sleep, that can be a really important um, thing to tackle first right um and yeah when it when it comes to sleep a lot of people it can be overly complicated but it can be very very simple as well um, a lot of it's got to do with the release of certain hormones here um sorry cortisol and melatonin melatonin is a sleep hormone 
that sort of help gives us that urge to go to sleep. Um, predominantly, it's produced at night. And if there's certain things that disrupt that urge um, or does disrupt that release of melatonin, then we are actually going to have trouble falling asleep. Um, so one of the things, one of the big things that do disrupt um, the release of melatonin is, is light exposure. Um, so you would have heard of people saying like get, staying off your phones at night. Um, so that actually has a, a really profound effect on the body's ability to produce melatonin, both in the aspect of keeping us awake, actually can trigger um, the release of melatonin as well. Okay, or it's like a time sensitive um, hormone that, that tells us when to go to sleep. So if yeah, you are circadian rhythms, isn't it? Yeah, working so trying with our to be in moon. Yeah, that's it. Working with our um, cardane rhythms. And so <clears throat> if you are having problems going to sleep, one of the first things that you can actually do um, for that, before you look at taking any supplements, um, or before you start looking at anything is actually looking at like when you are exposing yourself to light. So light um, on the eyes, it triggers something called the suprachiasmatic nucleus, which triggers our cardiac rhythm. And that tells the body like, yeah, when to be awake, when to go to sleep. But obviously the, the mind and the brain doesn't know the difference between night and day. Um, so we sort of have to give it those cues and light is, is the thing that gives it those cues. So if you're waking up in the morning, the first thing you're doing is you're like looking at your phone, you're fluffing about, you're staying inside, you have a coffee, you know, you might have something small to eat, you then jump in your car to go, you go to work. You don't, even though you think you're getting light exposure through the windows, we're not actually getting enough light exposure to actually like trigger those rhythms in the body. Right, so. I was funny. I was actually saying this to a client this morning because we were talking about um, sleep. I mean, obviously, the importance of sleep. Um, naturally, we're talking in link with uh, gut as well at the moment. But naturally, it's going to affect um, weight loss, so many other factors. And I was saying to her as well about, you know, the, it's not necessarily sunlight. It's it's actually about the light, the lumens, the amount of mm. lumens that you're getting into the back of the eye that helps, yeah. as you said, the body know between morning and night and why we need to get that before 10 o'clock. Um, it's almost like um, to, to, to bump that up and it's not the same light once we start getting into the later part of the day but also mm. how to which is a bit difficult in the uk at the moment now because it's dark at four o'clock <laughs> yeah, but yeah, sure. how we need to get out before the sun sets and do the same process that helps us set that rhythm for our body that helps us then sleep that's right isn't it ryan yeah very very true very very true and so like getting getting light when they, when it's at a low solar angle. So in the morning, predominantly before 9 a.m., not, not viewing it through through glass, but actually being outside. And now it doesn't have to be direct sunlight. It can just be being outside, right? Because the our light, our eyes are going to pick up enough of those lumens, as you said, um, to trigger one, a spike in cortisol, which is going to help us wake up, which is going to tell the body, hey, look, it's actually morning. And, and two, it's going to trigger the release of melatonin in um, 12 to 16 hours. So the body knows, hey, it's going to be time to go to sleep. All right, very, very similar. At the end of the day, um, watching the sun goes down is just like a, a very subtle reminder. 
the melatonin, how you need to be released in a few hours so that we can actually start going to sleep. Um, and then it also, the benefit of that is actually also decreases the exposure or de decreases the effect that blue lights have on us. So sitting in front of your computer screen, watching TV, even just having overhead lighting, um, which is gonna affect the release of melatonin, um, actually down-regulates that effect on the body. Yeah, so, cool. so that's just gonna have a positive effect for helping us go to sleep. I think a lot of people don't realize the importance, as you said, the angle of the light um, and why then it needs to be absorbed first thing and well not first thing but early in the day and as we say uh, towards sunset which naturally changes um, as the days get longer mm. with the sleep how is that because um, I saw one of your posts on Instagram um, how is that affecting the gut and I know obviously you said the gut affects the, the, the sleep the sleep affects the gut but where where is the link well, the link realistically is in the microbiome, right? Um, the link is there um, because these bugs are the same thing. They actually have a really big effect on, on our cardiac rhythm. They actually have a really big effect on, on the way in which we function as an organism. It's like who's hosting who, right? Like are we hosting them or are they hosting us? Because realistically, a lot of their health is related to to our health, whether it's autoimmune conditions, whether it's um, anxiety, whether it's even type two diabetes and weight loss, like that, that microbiome and its health is going to have a great effect on our health too. Yeah, no, I love that when you said that, because again, you know, the, it's reported that there's more cell, uh, more microbiomes um, in the gut than there are the cells on our bodies, trillions, trillions. And Brilliant. the fact that they are living um, symbiotic generally, um, but it, it, they can be e easily unbalanced, can't they? Uh, the good bacteria versus the bad. And it's trying to get that equilibrium. So the body's always looking for homeostasis. And when we knock that out of balance with so many other factors, that can then affect our gut naturally you know obviously sometimes it can be down to bloating it can be down to obviously irregular bowel movements but as you being an anxiety coach <laughs> problems with the gut can lead to increased anxiety so i wanted to talk in about that um that the poor gut microbiome can lead to that those higher levels mm -hmm. could you give me your definition of one what anxiety is and what would you say um that is is it um often manifested from self-made limiting beliefs um that are exacerbated perhaps by uh, poor sleep and uh, you know or lack of sleep and poor nutrition is it which one's first you know horse cart cart horse <laughs> and it's it's so i suppose um the definition of anxiety, I think even when you said that, I said, oh, I don't think, like even just thinking into it, I've never really thought about it, how it would define anxiety, um, because it is going to be completely different for every person. Like if you talk to someone who's had anxiety, um, the way in which they explain it is probably going to be different relative to every single person, because anxiety is, is extremely multifaceted. Like it could come about because of blood sugar regulations. It could come about because of dehydration. It could come about because of nutritional deficiencies, gut health, inflammation, past traumas, self-limiting beliefs, um, lack of sleep, um, neurological imbalances. Like 
it is so multifaceted. It could either be of the mind where we're worrying, when we're sort of trapped in worry, trapped in fear, trapped in thoughts of the future, you know, worrying about our past, or it could be based in the body where it's heart palpitations, sweaty, sweaty, um, sweaty um, hands, racing hearts, um, so sort of dilated um, pupils. pupils, that's it, dilated pupils or just overreactiveness to stress, like, it's, it's, it's very, very different. When, when you're looking at it holistically, yes, you can look at like general anxiety disorder and they can define it quite easily. But when you're looking at it holistically, yeah, it, it's from what I see with my clients, it's, it's very specific to the person. So it is about treating the person, not just about treating anxiety. And would you say the um, self-limited belief, um, self-acceptance, self-love, are they quite strong markers in higher levels of anxiety? Lack of. <laughs> Lack of. <clears throat> um, yeah, I feel so. It's definitely something that I see and it's definitely something that I work on a lot of my clients um, when it comes to anxiety. It is about self-love. It is about self-acceptance. Um, it is about forgiveness of some of the situations that may have gone on in the past. Um, so we do do like a lot of work on that when you're working sort of top down, when you're working at sort of rewriting the script and the way in which you see yourself, the way in which you speak to yourself, the way in which um, events from the past may affect you. Um, and, and really having an understanding of sort of like taking control of the mind through um, sort of removing the emotional charge that certain events might have on us so that we can sort of just show up more powerfully um, sort of in the present moment. Um, based from what you just said there, um, be interested to know, um, sometimes people might not even know they've got something that's holding them back, i.e. it's so deep that it's, it's almost like the brain's tried to forget it. Do you often mm. find that? Yeah, definitely. So the mind's job is to keep us safe, right? The mind's job is to, to, to keep us functioning, to keep us moving forward. And so quite often it will repress certain things, it will repress certain events so that it didn't affect us so much in that moment and so that it doesn't sort of stop us from moving forward in our life so much now, right? And, and this is why people can be somewhat reactive and not really know why they are being reactive because their mind and body remembers really 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 well all right we may not remember a certain event but the body is going to remember a certain event and the mind is going to act on that um, and this is all just based on neurotransmitters so a smell a taste a touch um, a way in which someone may talk to you um, what these can actually do is actually trigger like the hormones in the brain and the neurotransmitters and so that when these events arise in the present moment instead of you acting on what's happening in the present moment you're acting based on how you actually responded in the past or how the body thinks you you needed to respond in the past to keep you safe because people might be like extremely reactive at something that their partner said but they're like okay but i didn't actually feel that way but i responded in this way and it's just about the mind responding based on how we responded in the past yeah, I like the way that you put that, Ryan. And it's interesting because I'm um, currently studying my level four nutrition uh, coaching. And one of the lectures, they were talking about um, how the brain works and attributing it to uh, an elephant 
and a rider. <laughs> so yeah. the elephant is the brain that's going to go and do whatever it does. And then the rider is, you know, the conscious part that's trying to steer. But as you say, that, that that's quite difficult sometimes because the elephant is more powerful and stronger and goes where it wants to go. So it's it's that awareness that you made a point of. Where do you start? Do you start holistically through the body and the health or do you start with the mind? Start with both. <laughs> no, so it, you, it can work both ways, right? So top down, um, which is what we talked about, where you're literally trying to work with the rider so that it maybe it's a little bit lenient in which way the elephant goes. Um, and then there's bottom up, which is actually about working with the body, working with the nervous system, healing your gut so that your body's actually more resilient to stress. Your body's actually more um, not as reactive or you're actually slowing down sort of the pathways that you've built from the past. So working both ways um, is powerful, but it really depends on the person um, because someone who's come in with anxiety before may may have done all the cognitive behavioral therapy in the past, but they still have these feelings because they haven't been focusing on the nutritional aspect. You know, they haven't been focusing on like balancing their blood sugar levels. They haven't been focusing on like mindfulness, meditation, making sure um, they don't have any um, nutritional deficiencies or neurological imbalances, which are just going to make it so much harder. So right. yeah. yeah, for me, it is about treating, treating both and, and really treating the person. Yeah, so uh, bottom up, top down, bottom up. I like that. Yep. Um, yeah, because you, you're not going to, it's never just one thing, actually, because the body is so complex um, that there's, there's and, and you're never going to know which one or multiple that are causing that issue. You did mm. mention there uh, about nutritional deficiencies, and I do want to talk about that. But before we go into that point, I also wanted to bring back the point you said about the central nervous system, because again, um, and perhaps as as well, I've got another question about breath work because a state of anxiety is in that fight. We have the fight or flight mechanism in the body and it's this low level stress that we don't often think that we're actually in stress that is, is um, obviously aggravating the nervous system. The body is looking for homeostasis and mm -hmm. it's we we designed to take stress it's not that stress is bad because that's the thing that you know could get thrown out there as you said at the start raising cortisol you know adrenaline um these are hormones that are good for the body as long as they are reduced again they they shouldn't be locked on but it's it's not that stress that we're talking about actually is it it's this low level um where someone says well i don't think i've got a problem but they're suffering with ibs so there is some sort of issue that we're as you said it's too deep uh, we've not been mindful enough to give it the attention that it deserves so could you explore a little bit more on that central nervous system um and how we can work to get more in balance so by all means bring in um breath work and and maybe some easy strategies that someone can adopt to try to get their body to homeostasis yeah definitely so um i'll, I'll talk into a little bit about the vagus nerve and then we can tie it back into the importance of gut health as well um sure. sort of how how someone who might be stressed is also having digestive issues or how someone who's yeah. having digestive issues is actually causing more stress because it does sure. sort of work it, it's it's a um, positive feedback loop like they communicate yes. together 
Um, so, yeah, so as you said, stress isn't, isn't necessarily a bad thing. Stress can actually be our friend when we have a good relationship with it. But in the world that we're living in these days, there is so much going on. There's so much pulling us in all these different directions. There's so much stimulation going on that a lot of people are just sort of living with this low-lying level of stress. And we sort of just get used to it. We sort of just see it as being the normal, you know. Um, and that can have an effect on us long term because if there's obviously two, two sides of the coin, there's the sympathetic nervous system, which is our fight or flight response, all right, and freeze response. And then there's the parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and digest response, all right? Parasympathetic nervous system is what we want to be living in most of the time. That's what me and you are going to be living in at the moment. Um, that's where we want to be, right? Because we're relaxed. Our body has the capability to digest food. The body has the capability to be in rest. It has the opportunity to repair, right? And that's where we want to be majority of the time, okay? Now, sure. our sympathetic nervous system, that's obviously got to do with our stress response, right? That's fight, fight, flee, or um, fright, flight, freeze, or appease, okay? And um, when that is overstimulated, even if it's low, low level, right, there is going to be a higher production of cortisol all right a stress hormone which can be inflammatory um, and when also when this hormone is higher it can have problems with digestion all right because our body isn't going to be producing different enzymes so that when we eat um, it's going to have an effect on our digestion it's going to affect hormonal imbalances um, and like have the onset of like pms as well um, it's going to affect our sleep. Um, it's going to affect how we wake up in the small in the mornings because of that um, decreased level of melatonin. So if we're constantly living in the state of stress throughout the day, right, it's going to have a really large effect on on a lot of aspects of our life. And okay? like you just said, people might not realise it because they're living with that because it is at such a low level, but it's it's chipping away at us. Yeah, it is, and it really is chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. Something we talk about in naturopathy is actually called the rain barrel effect. All right. So we're all this big rain barrel full of water. And every day we're just tipping into it. All right. These little drops here and there, the foods we eat, the cigarettes, the drinking, the stress from work, you know, all these little frustrations stuck in being stuck in traffic. We're just sort of adding little drops in every single day. Everything's running sweet. Our digestion's fine. We're, we're functioning human beings and then all of a sudden one day it all just stops right the rain barrel just starts to overflow and all these autoimmune conditions start popping up these digestive systems um, digestive conditions just start getting worse right and it's like we have to stop putting in so that we can actually start taking out and starting to heal the body right so we may Good not analogy. notice it we may not see it now but over time it's just gonna mm. eventually it'll just overflow right well as uh, dr joe dispenza says a body at dis-ease which essentially is what the body is even if we're not completely aware of it is a body that eventually succumbs to disease that's mm. stuck in my brain <laughs> yeah and that, that's very very true right because dis-ease can mean so much right and it's going to be different to every single person you know, what brings me disease might be a little bit different to what brings you disease and discomfort right yeah so uh the breath work how can we 
like so you've you've described obviously the 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 situation the symptoms that we're in first obviously is awareness that that perhaps we are dealing with that stress um and then what do we do breathe so the breath <laughs> the breath is one of our greatest well-being tools right it's the bridge between where we are and where we want to be um it's the only organ in the body that is both automatic and manual so we have control over it right we breathe the breath and the breath also breathes us okay so when it comes to to the breath it has a very very profound effect on um, stimulation of the vagus nerve so the vagus nerve is they call it the wandering nerve um it like it connects the gut to the brain like that is the bridge between that sort of um Oh, like the gut brain access yeah. and what's going on with that and through different breathing techniques all right we can stimulate the vagus nerve which is the sort of off on switch for that between the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system okay so one of the biggest things when it comes um to the breath and different breathing techniques because i know a lot of people are here like well i'm alive i, I breathe so I'm, i can't be doing it wrong um there's like a few key very subtle yet very very powerful um ideas i suppose or um key focuses that are just going to like change the way you breathe and really change the way your nervous system functions when it comes to stress All right so the first one and the biggest one is that we should be breathing through our nose, right? 99% of the time, even when we're doing, doing exercise, all right, we mm -hmm. should be breathing through our nose, right? Yeah. Lots of research, lots of studies into that, right? The nose is designed to be breathed through, right? Yeah. It has all these filters. Um, yeah, it has all these little filters in the nose it, it cyclones and, and cools down to the perfect temperature to go into the lungs um so it's designed to breathe it's not really here to smell that's just a bonus realistically right just so everything tastes a little bit better um so breathing through your nose nasal breathing okay focusing on that there's a reason that they call people mouth breathers um it's because you're not really intelligent if you're constantly doing it all the time all right so breathing through the nose the second place is the second thing to focus on is actually where we're breathing right so we when we want to breathe we want to be breathing nice and deep into the belly right nice deep down into the diaphragm so you only you saw one hand the, i had one one hand up on my chest and one hand well, on my belly one, <laughs> yeah that's a, exactly right so it's like you can even just take a moment now and just if you're listening to this podcast as you said place a hand on your on your chest Place one on the chest, on um, on your belly, right, just under the rib cage, and just take a few breaths in and just notice where you're breathing. Because we should be inflating the tummy when we're breathing in, shouldn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we should be in inflating the stomach, right? There's a big muscle underneath our rib cage is called the diaphragm, right? Its primary job is to control the lungs, right? Secondary job is to actually massage our digestive system so that we have um, like improved digestion right it helps like push everything through it helps with motility so if you're breathing into the chest you, you there's an, there is going to be some effect on on the digestive system as well so firstly breathing through the nose secondly we should be breathing into our diaphragm breathing into our belly 
And for some people who have actually been breathing their whole life into their chest, right, it might actually take a little bit of training. It might take a little bit of work. You might have to be a little bit aware on it, of it. Um, but if you, if you want to become a little bit more proficient in it, you can simply train yourself to breathe into your diaphragm. What you do is you lay down. All right, you can place a book or a pillow on your stomach. All right, and then just for five minutes, breathing in through your nose, and, and sort of breathing into the diaphragm so that book raises up and then comes down, raises up, comes down. Sort of not letting any air go into the chest, but really just focusing on that diaphragmatic breathing. Cool. And what's interesting there, Ryan, is that it's so simple. It's a free tool, and yet we don't use it half as much as we should to help heal ourselves we look to go to the doctors for a pill or a potion when mm. we actually have the tools right there ready literally i mean could you could you um just go through a quick uh protocol of what box breathing is because that's a really good tool to have in the toolbox for you when you are in a stressful situation yeah definitely so so box, box breathing um is is a very simple breathing technique. If you can imagine in your, in your mind a box in front of you, all right, so there will be an inhale, a hold, an exhale, and a hold. Um, so very, very simple. We could just focus on, say, four seconds. So you'd breathe in through the nose, deep into the belly for, for a count of four, all right, holding that breath for a count of four, all right, exhaling, for a count of four, and then holding on the exhale for a count of four. So four in, hold for four, four out, hold for four. Simple. Something that's even easier than that is just remembering this little mantra, right? Relaxation is in the exhalation. All right. Say that again for me. Relaxation is in the exhalation. Oh, lovely. Relaxation is in the exhalation. So what that means is... Your exhale should we, be longer than your inhale. Very, very true. That's it. Your exhale should be longer than your inhale because your inhale is a parasympathetic breath, all right? That turns on your fight or flight response. You know, think about it. That, that turns on the fight or flight response. The exhale, sorry, the exhale is a parasympathetic breath that turns on your rest and digest response. So in moments of stress, yeah. right, you can just take a, a breath in, nice long exhale. It doesn't even matter, like you don't even need to get super complicated with it, right? It just needs to be longer than your inhale, right? Because so it's interesting, isn't it, Ryan, that, um, as you said, the in-breath um can actually stimulate cortisol so if yeah. you're in this is a good tip that in the morning if you you're not really awake um and you've, you've you've already had your shower so you can't do the cold cold tap on it um but you need to be alert and you're struggling is to take 10 sharp inhales so that you are actually increasing your um uh adrenaline cortisol levels in the brain yeah, yeah. to get you alert and the other point of the exhale, how that physiologically uh, alters the 
the, basically the, the the cavity space that the heart has obviously the heart doesn't change size but with the diaphragm moving up and down when we exhale we are reducing the space that the heart is in so therefore um the blood that's pumping through it is going to have to go more slowly because it's squeezed um so it's a really good tool and i always um say this to um my clients um when obviously we're cooling down exercise is a stressor a good one but it's really important to get the heart rate back down and that we have this tool not just when we're cooling down but as a point of you know if we are stressed and we're worried the exhalation is going to lower that heart rate yeah yep very very much so very very much so and it's like people might think that they need to do a lot of work for it to like bring themselves out of these stress states right but um it takes it sort of takes five minutes to bring awareness to the moment okay sorry it takes five breaths to bring awareness to the moment it takes five minutes to lower cortisol for the next five hours so five wow. minutes of breath work five minutes of therapeutic breathing right where you're breathing through the nose nice and long out you can lower your cortisol levels for the next five hours all right so think about it if you started your day you maybe you wanted to energizing breath you know you did the things then you sat down did five minutes of relaxing breathing all right that's going to get you through your lunch at lunch you know after you have something to eat you spend five minutes doing five minutes of breathing that's going to get you through the afternoon so instead of spending a day where you're chasing your tail and your cortisol levels of high you sort of picked a few moments throughout the day to spend just five minutes right to make make the next five hours awesome Oh, I love that. I'm going to remember that. Five, five, five. It's so important and so powerful. And again, as I said, it's there for us to use. And yet, I think certainly when I was growing up and before I got into the fitness industry, I had no clue that the breath was as powerful as it is. <laughs> like, so we, whatsoever, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, here's we got this body and it, you know, it's keeping us alive. And, and that fascinating fact that, you know, it's the one that we, you know, is automatic naturally. And manual as well, because mm. we can hold our breath. So, uh, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm absolutely loving this. Um, thank you, Ryan. It's a really, really useful uh, tools for people to have in their toolbox. And and certainly some great pointers for me to to add in. <laughs> I'm going to certainly remember those. Um, yeah, take them. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because that's why I love doing this podcast, because then I bring great people on who are experts in their field, learn from them. And then we all take work from people to, to help because ultimately we're in this business to help other people so if we learn something new then that's something that we incorporate to support people to their journey of health and wellness oh, um, oh hugely hugely Every, everything everything that i talk about is something that i've learned either through my own experiences or through working with clients or through working with other practitioners you know you you this is why it's such an exciting journey when you when you sort of really dedicate to your health and wellness journey because there's no real i don't know perfect way of doing anything it is just about exploring what really resonates with you finding what 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 feels right for you and sort of following down that path you know and that's just, like this is something that i always say to all of my clients the journey to health is a journey of self it's about understanding who you are it's about understanding your body your own unique bio individuality and doing the things that actually make you feel good because if you get caught up doing the things that work for other people you actually take away from yourself 
Oh, you just, I mean, I was, I had in my, in mind as you were saying that, and then you said it, I was individuality that it, because oh. even down to uh, two people eating exactly the same uh, food, say that's of the same calories, the same food type, how one person is going to metabolize it to the other. It's not just what we eat, it's what our body absorbs. And mm. we are a mix of so many things as to why our body may or may not absorb in the same manner as someone else. So this is why whilst they say calories are calories, they're not really because we are all completely unique. And all of these other points, you know, come into play such a big part. It's it's so yeah. simple, yet it's so complicated, yet it's so simple, and it literally goes from one to the other, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 very, very much so. It, it, it truly is, right? Um, yeah, and I think that's why why there even can be, be so much like health anxiety for, for people as well, right? Because they're like, I'm doing everything I should be doing. I'm, I'm following what um, this person said. I'm doing it to the T, but it's just not working for me. And it's just yeah. like, well, that's and then that's leading to anxiety. Yeah, it just creates more anxiety. Like I'm eating right, you know, I'm restricting this, I'm doing that, like I'm, I'm moving this way, I'm working my butt off, I'm sweating a lot, and it does nothing. And it's like that's just you're doing great work, but the energy is just going into the wrong place. So it's actually oh, just like about that. exploring, like what actually works for you. Because for me, like the body has this innate intelligence. And we, we can really start to learn to listen to it when it comes to our hunger and fullness cues, when it even comes to like, once we can bring the body back into balance and start to trust it, um, it can tell us what food we like, it tells us what movement we should be doing, it should, can tell us like even what to do first thing in the morning as a, as a morning um, ritual. And so for me, like the health and wellness journey is really just about learning to know and understand, listen to, trust your own body. Um, because if you just woke up every morning and said like, what does my body need today? What do I actually need today to feel my best? Right. And then just followed that, you know, had that, that, that amount of trust with like a little bit of knowledge, obviously, um, but had that trust and then just acted on that. You probably find you feel amazing. Right. If you, every hour you ask yourself, what do I need? Oh, you know what? I'm actually thirsty. I'll go get a drink of water. Oh, maybe I'm getting a little bit hungry. I might have a little snack. You know, just learning to listen, trust, and work with your body instead of working against it. Yeah. Again, I was I was uh, literally biting my tongue there. Yeah, trust is uh, trust in our body, and and you brought up brought up some really good points uh, because um, the episode that will have been released before this was with Kuhn and he was talking about intuitive eating and listening that awareness I think we live in such a fast-paced society that we're never given our, our, ourselves chance to actually listen to our body um, and therefore because we don't listen to it we don't trust it when and we'll, we will rely on someone else that doesn't know us um, that is probably, you know, stressed. I'm not saying that doctors aren't great and, you know, I would never profess that, you know, there's there's a time and a place, but we shouldn't resort to them first and foremost without trying to look at some of the most simple uh, things that we may not be getting right because if we can get those right, we may not need the doctor. And then obviously if it still is then an issue, then we know that we've ticked them off and we've helped them do their job because then they don't have to go down that route. Yeah, yeah, very, very, very true, very, very true. 
like yes we do need medical support yes we do need to work with like naturopaths because there is some things that we just sort of can't overcome on our own like if we do have dysbiosis or parasites or um like small intestinal bacteria overload for autoimmune conditions like these things can affect the way in which we listen to and trust our body because there's sometimes these signals can be a little bit off right so there is like special conditions but for a majority of people, yeah, just learning to slow down, giving yourself permission to slow down, like allowing yourself to sort of go on that journey to listen to what your body needs. Um, yeah, a, a lot of it would sort of figure itself out, you know, in the long yeah. term. I like yeah. that permission, permission and allowing. Um, and that's, you know, if, if there's anything that I'm going to take away from this with there's so many things but it is that you know awareness is key um and simple is effective <laughs> yeah 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 very very true we we the human minds we try to overcomplicate things very very much so. yeah. but it's like i even like even as a health practitioner myself and i've been doing this for a very long time and like i'm in the best mental capacity i've ever been um, every day i have to remind myself to slow down um, I have to remind myself to listen to my body because there's so much pulling at us. There's Instagram, there's Facebook, there's social media, there's all these different things. So it is, it is like a, a, a constant journey of rem reminding yourself to slow down. You said um, your self-love and permission. It's also to, to remember that really our bodies and brains weren't designed for this technological revolution that we're living in. Um, we, we evolved not through this. So this is this is bombarding us and this is why then sometimes we, we're not trusting the right signals because this is not the norm and we we're having to adapt to this situation that we live in mm. yeah very very true very very true and that sort of takes us back to that underlying level of stress it's really really hard to listen um, to hunger and fullness cues or even listen to your body if there is that underlying level of stress because um, some of those cues are going to be muffled quite a lot sure sure no absolutely fascinating really enjoy that ryan i wanted to go into some more general questions a bit about you um so we can we can hear a little bit more about ryan as the person so the first one i wanted to ask you um what school teacher had the biggest impact on you and why oh school teacher um so there was a school teacher called miss farrelly she was uh an english teacher of mine and she had the biggest um impact on me because she was always just very supportive and very curious of like what we were doing outside of school you know she was like always just sort of oh wow what'd you guys do oh that's amazing you know like very interested in our lives isn't that lovely firstly uh, uh ryan did, doesn't know these questions that i'm posing to him so i think <laughs> fair play for coming up with an answer so quickly and secondly i love the word curious and I love the fact that you remember your teacher you know she wouldn't know that but she's made a difference to your life that you have remembered all these years on so hats off to every teacher um, TA everyone in that profession because you are making a difference to children's lives that eventually become adults hugely, hugely. My, my, my partner's an early childhood teacher so I take my hat off to, to anybody in the education sector very much so yeah, me too. Me too. I, I did some fitness coaching with um, some primary school children for six months last year through lockdown. 
and I take my health to the teachers as well. <laughs> you can worry about it. <laughs> I only did an hour and a half a day and I was absolutely frazzled. So I, I you know, my respect uh, just shot up even further, you know, to do Definitely. that, you know, day in, day out, year after year. Hugely, <laughs> very much so. Um, so, Ryan, would you describe yourself as an introvert or an extrovert? Oh, that's an interesting one. Um, probably like an introverted extrovert. Um, I'm, I'm probably more predominantly introverted. Um, but once you get to know me, I'm very extroverted, very sort of outgoing. Um, but when the first time I go into a situation, the first time I meet somebody, I like allow myself the space to, to really understand who that person is um, before I truly open up. So I'm not going to be the person who's running in there extremely loud, brash, and you're going to notice me straight away. Um, but after a while, you'll, uh, you'll hear my voice. <laughs> I like that answer. It's very good. Um, and sort of keeping in with the theme of um, about ourselves, if you was to meet your 21-year-old self and you can only say three words to your 21-year-old self, what would they be? What three words? Just keep going. Again, so quick with the answers. This is fab. <laughs> I didn't know these. <laughs> I love it. Well, so when I was 21, that was in, when I was in the deepest stages of um, depression. Um, right. So that was like the, the most challenging, challenging years of my life. Um, lots of thoughts of suicide, lots of thoughts of like not wanting to be here, not really understanding myself, daily anxiety. Um, but it was the what it was the moment they call it the dark night of the soul, right? You yes. have to reach the bottom to realize that there's, there's so much above you. Um, so from like hitting rock bottom, like that's what like a, a spiritual journey, learning about meditation, learning about mindfulness, stopping drinking, taking up boxing, which actually played it was a very pivotal role in my life. Um, you know, cleaning up my diet, you know, sort of changing my mindset and um, yeah, not seeing something I was talked about my clients is like, you're not your anxiety or you're not your depression, right? They are just a feeling. They are just here in the moment. Um, it may be here for a week. It may be here for a year. It may be here for a month. Um, but eventually it will shift. Eventually it will move and eventually you'll move through it. So just being with it, sitting with it um, and sort of just, just keep moving through it. Wow. See, this is why I like asking these other questions. Um, and this just shows then why, why you are so passionate in what you do and how you can relate to your clients and the feelings that they may or may not have because you've been there. Everything yeah. that you would have experienced, you, you know, you're going to have um, an understanding, a deeper understanding. And I like the fact that you said about, you know, not um, we can tend to wear some of these conditions as a label, as a coat, um, mm. and then they become us. And, and like you say, that isn't true. Or it can actually happen when we get labeled when we were younger, or we believe, again, this goes back to those self-limiting beliefs and the self-love, isn't it? And that permission to mm. actually give ourselves the freedom that we can actually do anything we want to within reason. We we mm. are the species that that has you know an an open mindset animals are born with instinct our brains are far cleverer than that so it's never too late 
No, never, never too late, never too late, hugely. And very, very true about the identity, right? It's, it's hard to get rid of something that is you. So if you are Ryan with, like, you are Ryan with anxiety, it's very hard to shift that with anxiety because who are you without the anxiety, you know? And that's actually really scary and really intimidating for people. So it's like, I always, whenever clients say my anxiety or my um, digestive issues or my, um, thyroid conditions or hyperthyroidism or something like that i just like quickly shifted no it's not yours it's just something that's here right now you know no that's powerful in itself isn't it and it's a good thing to remember so i think this is a really powerful episode for everyone um i hope you know they, they've got lots of um useful information and tools and and mostly just understanding that we have more power than than we actually realize to to help ourselves be our best selves not to say that obviously sometimes that can be difficult of not knowing where to start where we stuck otherwise we, we wouldn't be in this profession to be helping people if if you know it was that easy um and that's why we do what we do to support so um i'll just hats off to you ryan for what you do and um, i want to go into the quick fire round so i have my 15 questions you don't know what oh, they let's are go. Um, <laughs> it's it's an either or or the first thing pops into your head and, and you've been pretty quick with the question so I'm sure you're going to do really well um, so I'm going to just get this ready <clears throat> are you ready? I'm ready okay, save your sweet oh sweet beach or snow beach coffee or tea Oh, coffee. I love it, but it hurts me. Favourite sport? <laughs> um, boxing. Most scared of? Spiders. Your favourite body part? Mm, the face. Ketchup or mayonnaise? Ketchup. Shower or bath? Shower. Dog or cat? Or cat. Uh, Netflix or Amazon? Netflix. Burpees or pull-ups? Pull-ups. Favourite actor? Oh, that's There's always a tough one, one that stumps someone. <laughs> oh, oh. Mm. Oh, I don't even know where to start. I mind, but I can't so, pick one. Well, let's let's go to the next question. Best film, and then and then maybe you next question. An actor. Best film. Oh, favorite film. Um, Catch Me If You Can. So then maybe Leonardo DiCaprio. Not Leonardo DiCaprio, but his father. What's his name? Oh, okay. Uh, oh, I can't, I can't remember. remember his I name. No. It slips my mind, but he he's he's always um such a great yes. addition to any movies and. Yes, he is. And I can see his face, but I can't think of his name. That's going to bug me. We'll have to find out after. <laughs> favourite book? Yeah. Um, favourite book? The Alchemist. Oh, I love that book. And Hidden Talent. Paolo, I can never say his name right. Paolo Culo. But um, Hidden Talent. That's it. Um, I can juggle. Ah, <laughs> that would be probably one of my hidden tunnels. I can only do three three balls of juggling, but it's not like where you've actually got the one up in the air. It's a different way, isn't it, than just yeah. catching. You've got to get got to the two it up. Around. 
yeah, yeah. the two has got to go up and then round. Excellent. Yeah. How, 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 what is is it with balls? Can you do it with other stuff? Can you do more than than three? Um, three and like I can do it with bottles and a few other things. Oh, I'm not that good. <laughs> I, rem- I remember the actor's name as well. His name is Christopher Walken. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there he's he's been in um, uh, Deer Hunter. Yep. Um, he's he's yeah he's a, a a formidable actor, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not not downgrading Leonardo DiCaprio, but I'm sorry, they're not in the same league. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't think he's going to be listening. So <laughs> no, 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 I think we'll be fine. Although you know, he's he's done so many films now. He's he's you know he's he is a great actor as well. Um, <laughs> just to cover myself. <laughs> um, so out of your contacts, Ryan, who would you be happy to introduce this podcast to, with a view to being a guest of mine? You don't have to answer this on air. You can just think about this and then tell me afterwards. And oh, yeah, where can people find you? Um, so they can find me on Instagram um, at Ryan Bennett underscore 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 underscore. That's probably the best place to find me. Um, also on Facebook, I have a free um, plant-based wellness community. It's called the Plant-Based Wellness and Anxiety Management Community. Um, I do like live trainings a couple of times a week. There's free guides. There's free resources. Um, it's just a nice space for yeah, for people to join and sort of start their, their health and wellness journey and lots of different tools in there to help them overcome anxiety, heal their gut and just, yeah, reconnect with themselves, really. Excellent. I'll put those details in the show notes so people can click on those links. Well done. That, yeah, that's, you know, I think I'll, I'll be joining that as well. Um, so <laughs> out of 10, with one being pants and 10 being perfectly splendid, how would you rate this episode? I would say 10, definitely. I've enjoyed the conversation. It's been great. <laughs> it's a catch-22, uh, yeah, like film, <laughs> yeah. Um, because uh, you don't want to implicate yourself. But it's really interesting to hear how all the guests answer it quite differently. <laughs> oh, yeah? No, yeah, no I've yeah. enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. It's been yeah. a great conversation. I've loved it. Um, so I'm going to leave with an outro quote. And if you do have a quote that you'd like to leave with, I'll give you a couple of seconds to have a think about it. But I just thought that this would be quite pertinent to this episode and speaking with you, Ryan. Knowing trees, I understand the meaning of patience. Knowing grass, I can appreciate persistence by Hal Borland. Mm, I like that. Yeah, I thought like you that. might. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's cool. Well, it speaks to so uh, much, right? Resilient. It does does doesn't it and do you have one that you were a favorite no i don't want to put you on the spot again so no worries if you don't no i think that's just that the journey to health is a journey to self you know once we can understand who we are and what yeah that's it no that's perfect uh well that's absolutely awesome i could have spoken to you for ages but i'm you know very mindful of your time so i really do appreciate you coming on to the podcast and sharing obviously a little bit about yourself and your own journey but also some really valuable tips and tools and and you know making it simple for us to listen and hear this that we have control and that we can do more than we realize so thank you so much ryan Yeah, no, I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Um, It's been an awesome conversation and I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Wow, lots of knowledge bombs dropped there by Ryan. Um, Absolute fascinating uh, topic to talk about. Um, Anxiety can affect all of us. And, And what was interesting was about that individuality of how 
everyone um, obviously gets stressed in different ways, but how it affects our bodies uh, uniquely um, and, and how it's important that we really do need to focus on the individual and not just the symptoms. Um, hopefully you enjoyed uh, listening to the show and also the uh, tools that Ryan has shared to help you um, overcome any issues that you may be experiencing. But by all means, go and check him out. Um, as he said, he's got the free Facebook group that you can join where there's lots of free material um, to help and obviously follow him on Instagram. I will put all of those details in the show notes. Um, if you really enjoyed this episode, then do reach out. Um, love a, a DM on Instagram, um, but also head over to iTunes and go and rate the show and leave a review if you really enjoyed the show and you feel that it's warrant. Uh, you know a five star that would be absolutely amazing uh, looking to keep bringing you great guests that not only you can learn from but I can too that's why I love doing this podcast because um, you know I've said this before my nan always said you never stop learning so to take a little bit of information away from each podcast episode um, we can all be better people right and that's what it's all about and along with that we can be healthier um, whatever health means to you. So until the next episode, I'll catch you then.